Last year was a roller coaster for American workers. In the spring, millions of jobs were wiped out by the pandemic. More than 20 million jobs lost in the month of April, the biggest decline on record. Then, in the summer, jobs unexpectedly surged back. 4.8 million Americans are working again. That is a lot more than we were hoping for. But by the fall, that comeback started slowing down. Fewer and fewer jobs were added each month. And last month, the economy started losing jobs again. So here's the COVID winter, folks. So we're going to be in for a tough three or four months. And this is why The twists and turns all added up to a historically bad year. So our colleague Eric Morath has been asking economists what might happen to the jobs market in 2021. And what he's been hearing is pretty surprising. Economists are looking at 2021 as potentially the best year for job growth on records back to, you know, essentially the end of World War II. The best year. The best year, yes. It could be a record-breaking year for, for job growth. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Tuesday, January 26th. Coming up on the show, the optimistic and pessimistic views for job growth in 2021. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. Since losing 22 million jobs at the start of the pandemic, the U.S. economy has recovered about 12 million of them. In other words, 2020 saw a net loss of about 10 million jobs. As the country tries to continue the economic recovery in 2021, Eric says it's a bit like a football game, where our team is way behind at halftime. I have some experience watching my Michigan State Spartans perform <laughs> some, of those, some of those feats. <laughs> For the economy, it's like we're starting the second half and we're trying to mount a comeback. Any, anyone who saw their school play Alabama or Ohio State this year probably, you know, knows what, you know, we got to get these touchdowns on the board and we still have a long ways to go, right? To make up for all the jobs lost in 2020, the job market would need to mount a comeback like never before. Economists think that that is unlikely. But the job market could still have a pretty incredible run in 2021 with the U.S. potentially adding 5 to 7 million jobs back. That would be the biggest year of net job growth on record. Why do these economists have such an optimistic view of the job market in 2021? Yeah, well, there's quite a number of factors there. The first factor is they're optimistic that the American population will get vaccinated and then by and large, many of our lives will return back to some semblance of normal. Obviously, everybody's not going to be vaccinated at the same point. It's going to be a gradual distribution of it throughout the country. So at what point do economists think that we'll start to see the benefits of those vaccines? 
Yeah, I don't necessarily think it has to be to the point where we have full herd immunity because we already saw last summer and fall that at least some number of Americans are willing to go out and interact in society even when a pandemic's going on. And that's sort of the grim reality with looking at a lot of economic data. It very much is associated with consumers' confidence and whether or not states have put in restrictions. And it's less tied to the biological facts of whether 80% of us are immune. The second thing that economists are counting on, a lot of consumer spending in 2021. They would expect that Americans have some pent-up demand. They're dying to go out to their favorite restaurant again. They've promised the kids a trip to Disney World. They can't wait to go see family and friends that they haven't been close to maybe in a year or more, and that Americans will be anxious to spend the money they have. A big burst of spending like this would be unusual. Normally, after a recession, people are more cautious with their money. Especially the 2007 to 2009 recession, people felt burned. That recession hit families at all income levels. They lost a lot of their housing values. I cried every night. I said, how can I not pay these people back? This is my home. And it's hard. They saw their 401ks fall off. We can't live our vision of our dream of retirement. That's the worst part. Many people can't. And, you know, they were cautious. They said, well, maybe instead of taking that vacation, I'm going to put some money away. I'm going to save. When I'm buying, I'm buying only necessities, only what I need. Back then, even after the recession, consumers were reluctant to spend, and businesses struggled to rev back up again. So unemployment levels took longer to recover. This time around, things might be different because the impact of this recession has been more uneven. Low-wage workers have been hit much harder, while high-income earners have done fairly well. Oddly, this time, in many cases, higher-wage individuals, they've been saving money during what has been an economic downturn by maybe not paying for commuting or childcare or the vacation they put off. And if their house has increased in value and stock markets, you know, near record highs, they see that I can go out, I can have the confidence to spend. Because I'm doing well in those areas. So you can imagine that with those higher-earning individuals going out and spending, that will more quickly create consumer demand. And that will allow for hiring in some of these other places like retailers and restaurants, sports stadiums concert venues, you know, all these areas that have seen deep job losses, you could see that coming back. To get to that point, though, the economy needs to get through the rest of the winter. One way to do that? Federal stimulus. The latest stimulus package passed in December sent $600 in direct payments to many Americans and extended unemployment benefits. So if Americans are going out and spending their stimulus money... That'll help mitigate what otherwise would be larger job losses in the winter. The stimulus has put money in consumers' pockets. Consumer spending then typically directly translates into jobs. Earlier this month, President Biden proposed another round of economic stimulus. The measure is still up for debate, and there's no guarantee it'll get through Congress. But Biden's $1.9 trillion plan would extend unemployment benefits further, 
and hand out even bigger direct payments of $1,400. So that's extending what's already there, right? And economists view that as, you know, certainly it would be an economic stimulus. People would have more money to spend than they would otherwise, and that should result in better job creation. That does come with the caveat that if you extend unemployment benefits and make them a little bit more generous, that could encourage some people to not look for work, so that could keep some people out of the labor market. Ultimately, though, federal stimulus, a vaccine, and pent-up demand could all drive a record-setting year for the job market. But there are a few things standing in the way of this optimistic projection. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. While many economists think that the U.S. will add back between 5 and 7 million jobs this year, there's a lot standing in the way of that kind of recovery. You know, the first and most concerning risk is that the vaccine rollout doesn't go well, or God forbid, the vaccine doesn't work. We find out it gives you three months of immunity or something like that. You know, I I hardly wanted to think about that, but of course, that, that changes all these projections. Even if the vaccine rollout goes smoothly, consumers may not start spending as much as economists expect. You might still have a scenario where people prove to be more like the last two recessions and say, you know, I'm going to be a little cautious. I want to save some money. I don't know. The world's an uncertain place. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to go spend extra money this year. And even if people are out and about willing to spend, businesses will also need to be ready to meet that demand. Is kind of this view out there that we can kind of turn the switch on, you know, vaccines out there, all the states can lift restrictions, go have fun kids. But, you know, I don't know if you've, if you've had a chance to kind of walk around. Like, you know, I had to go to the dentist and it was kind of in the downtown of the suburb I live in. And it's like half the restaurants are gone. Like, it's not like they're closed, like come back in a few months. It's like their signs are gone. You know, the tables are gone. And so that means that even if there's a demand, it might take some time to build up the employment It's not just restaurants. Eric says business travel and certain kinds of retail might also take a while to start hiring again. Business travel is an area where economists are predicting won't fully rebound maybe for five years. Wow. Because, you know, businesses have learned that they can do meetings uh, over Zoom. People who may have, you know, traveled into New York once or twice a month, you know, have now gotten accustomed to working fully remotely. And they might still come, but maybe it'll be once or twice a year instead of once or twice a month. That type of situation. So I think that you could see a permanent change and shift there. And I think 
jobs in certain parts of the retail sector are going to be very slow to come back. You know, we've seen national retailers like Lord and Taylor and J.C. Penney's and Neiman Marcus, you know, file for bankruptcy, close stores across the country. Another big question hanging over the job market in 2021 is how many people even want to go back to work? Since the pandemic began, more than 3 million people decided just to stop looking for jobs. The unemployment rate is how many people don't have a job but are actively looking. There's millions of more workers that are sort of in the shadows, potential workers that are in the shadows, but they're not actively looking for jobs. So in other words, the unemployment rate that we're at right now, which is around 7%, is not accounting for the millions of people that aren't working but could if there was a better job market. Absolutely. I mean, economists have put out estimates that it could be something on the order of five percentage points higher. Wow. Who are the people that are dropping out of the labor force? It's a pretty broad cross-section, but a couple particular groups stand out. One is women. Women have disproportionately been hit by job loss, and so they've had to confront this decision more. And women we know are disproportionately caretakers, either for older family members or for their children. But particularly those parents I think about because they've had to make changes that that could be somewhat permanent changes to their life. Maybe they've rearranged how they're operating their household uh, or, or maybe moving in with another generation to make all this work financially. Once those changes are made and now they've been in place for nine months, people may not be so keen to just immediately undo them. So that could be a delay in people coming back to work. And there's also a group of people, older Americans, baby boomers, who may have permanently departed the labor force. They may have moved on to retirement. They may have filed their paperwork for the 401ks, got onto Social Security, and may never come back to the workforce. So what kind of an impact could the fact that these people are dropping out of the labor force have on the overall labor market? Basically, two impacts. So if you think of it from the perspective of you're still in the labor market, you're an unemployed person, you're looking for a job, this is kind of a good thing for you, right? Actually, it's definitely a good thing for you because your competition has decreased. So the hope is we see the surge in hiring. There you are, ready to take a job, maybe even able to command a higher wage. So it's a good thing for those that are job seekers. It's a bad thing for the broader economy. One of the primary inputs in terms of economic growth is available labor. You know, we're a service-based economy and, you know, labor today is what coal was 100 years ago to keep the factory operating. And so if we don't have as many workers, if the cost of workers is higher for businesses, there's going to be some businesses on the margin. They're going to say, I'm actually just not going to open the restaurant. I don't think I can get the people. So that's the pessimistic view. The vaccine rollout hits roadblocks. Consumers are reluctant to spend. Businesses and workers are slow to come back. But even if none of that happens, the most optimistic projections for 2021 still won't get us back to where we were before the pandemic. To pick up on your metaphor from earlier about how the recovery is kind of like a football game, it sounds like we might score a bunch of touchdowns this year, but we still might not come all the way back. 
<laughs> right, yeah, e- exactly. Even the most optimistic economists I spoke to still think, you know, we won't have the same labor market we had at the end of 2019 by the end of 2021. What do you make of that? I mean, it just shows you this dramatic event that we went through and, you know, it occurred so quickly. The pandemic occurred so quickly and the shutdowns were so sudden that it really dealt a huge blow to our economy. You know, and it's going to take some time to recover from. I mean, in some ways, you have to be impressed that that it hasn't been worse, (laughs) to be honest with you. I mean, we're dealt a, a huge blow, but... So far, Americans have have proved to be probably a little bit more resilient than a lot of economists would have said, you know, in April. That's all for today, Tuesday, January 26th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.